Welcome to the Next Level Show, a health and fitness podcast with a little bit of life. Hosted by Jonathan Alvarez, Gabriel Contreras, and Mike Nillis. We hope you enjoy this episode. And we are back to the Next Level Show, your one-stop shop to everything health, fitness, and life. And we were having a little bit of technical difficulties on this Monday morning. Take two. Being this is take two. The for all our rambling that we usually do on the on every episode, I think this is like it's yes, become our every thing. Single it's, one. it's our warm up. We're right now doing 90-90s. We're doing some like stretching Shoulder out, dislocates, some foam rolling. Um, like some coaches like to say, mild fascia release. Um, so we're just like getting. We were doing all that and. We got injured. The, the the internet went out. <laughs> we blew out. We blew out our back. Um, no. So for for the listeners that are new, welcome to the next level show. This is, um, you know, what it is, right? So, and listeners, I've been following us. Welcome back. We appreciate the support. For also the you that like to hear, um, just the constant, you know, want to go straight into the, the, the meat of the episode, check out the time, the timestamps. Mike does a fantastic job at letting you know exactly what topic is what, and as well as posting funny memes on the Instagram page at the next level show boys, how are you guys doing today? Doing amazing. Uh, trained for the first time earlier in the morning for, wow, I can't, it's been a while, so I usually save it for the end of the day. Uh, Jennifer and I have been kind of like going to the gym after she gets back from work. So that's been kind of like fun to, to go and train with her. But um, I said, let me just kind of get something in in the morning just in case if, you know, shit happens at the end of the day where, you know, we either get back late or something's up with the girls or here, this or that, or, you know, million and one things can always come up. That's why it's always best to kind of like, you know, knock it, knock things out uh, early morning as possible. Mike? Very nice. Yeah. Um, you know, it was, it was a weekend. Went and went to, went to Pottery Barn, had a nice, nice, quiet, you know, adult trip to Pottery Barn with buying floor lamps and decorations for our house. So it's not so boring. Um, pawned the child off on Jen's parents all day. So that was cool, but weird. Being away from him is really strange. Um, How the grandparents you know, it, it is, loving it. Oh, they absolutely love it. Both. He's, he's very lucky. He's probably the most loved baby in the whole entire world between us and then my mom and dad, and then her mom and dad. Um, you know, and he's of course, uh, it's kind of funny because he's sometimes he is a demon with us where he <laughs> is just awful and screams and cries and all that, you know, and I've, I know he's got, you know, gastric distress going on and all these issues and he's a baby i don't really blame him for it but like human status sometimes i love him it just as a side note but then when you drop him off at a parent's house they're like oh my god he's an angel he was so good and we're like do you want him overnight <laughs> like do you want to see what happens after 6 p.m because that's where that's where the shit hits the fan but no it was good Got stuff, started hanging stuff up, um, and yeah, kind of just had like a, I don't know, normal weekend, I guess you can say. That's cool. I mean, yeah, it seems like everyone had a pretty chill weekend. My weekend was fun, but I didn't do much, and I kind of talked about this on the first time we tried to do this. I'm just going to sum up. I know I put a lot of extra stuff in there, but I spent my Saturday evening from like 5.15 all the way to about 
after midnight watching the UFC fights, preliminaries, plus the main main card. One of the best cards I've seen, one of the best series of fights that I've seen. Um, you had everything. You had knockouts. You had technical tap outs. You had, you know, uh, a disqualification for one of the title fights out of the three that were on the card, which is not common to put three car- three title fights on a card. So um, anyone following the sport or anyone that knows it knows that that's not – it's not something that Dana White is known to do so often. So it was really cool to see. It was ironically enough on my, one of my good friend's birthday that loves it. Like he watches every weekend he's watching fights. Um, He says that every, every year on his birthday, roughly, they always put a good car together. So that was cool. It was hanging out with a group of friends and I was just happy with the main event. That main event was not um, typically like sometimes the main events are super short. Again, it's a quick knockout or it lasts a round or so. So you kind of just, it's very anticlimactic. You wanted to see more. This one went total five rounds. It was like a chess match between two fighters. And some people want to see blood and just, just brawling happen. But I was actually happy with the, the technique from both fighters displaying like very strategic, intelligent fighting. None of them wanted to get clobbered by the other. So they were very like, you know, um, playing it's not safe, but also being very smart, not aggressing. And it was just overall a good outcome made by decision. Not one fighter was one-sided, but the, um, took a little bit of background, Israel Adesanya, a middleweight champion already holds the belt in the middleweight division, just dominating. Nothing can stop him. He's like probably the best striker right now in the UFC 20, no record at the time suffered his first loss moving up a weight class, which was the the exciting factor of seeing a fighter move up in weight class is always interesting. And he fought the new champion, which is an amazing dude that I feel like he has a really cool story. Wasn't successful at the beginning of his USC career was actually going to get kicked out, then turned it around and became the lightweight uh, champion, uh, new dad, a uh, very humble dude. And it was, you would think that one would just dominate the other. No, both a lot of respect from both fighters came into it, fought it out. Uh, Polish power, Mr. John Blahovich won his, uh, defended his champion, uh, champion title. And, uh, both of them at the end of the fight, were just like shaking hands, making jokes with each other. And it was just cool to see the sportsmanship because sometimes you like, you also feed into the drama. That's what sells the fight sometimes. But in this case, it was just like, what can this amazing human being do against this other amazing human being? Like they're both so different. Let's see what happens, putting them together in the same weight in the same weight class. So Cool weekend. I really had a lot of fun watching the fights and just cool seeing the post interview conference, the uh, mindset of these athletes, you know, going into it, you have to, so you don't get bit in the ass when you lose, you know, those fighters talk a lot of shit, then they get clobbered, like just, just, just schooled. They look really stupid. You couldn't hate on either or if either or lost because both of them came into like, they, is there Israel is saying in the, one of the conferences was, I know I'm the shit, but I also know I ain't shit. And it was just a very like, he's like, he's going to, he's, he's confident. He has to believe in himself, but he also knows that, Hey, anything can happen in the sport. He took his first L in, in the UFC, like a champ, and he's going to continue to defend his other belt, maybe move on in the future. But to see the mindset, it's crazy how at the top level, you need to have a, a very, strong resilient mind because anyone else would just crumble and it doesn't serve you you know life is about losing it's a it's it's about learning it's about picking yourself up after failure and that's what i think i appreciated from the uh this weekend's main card has anyone um uh, i'm sorry mike real quick to for for john has anyone held both titles at the same time 
There's currently yeah. four fighters in history, one of them being Amanda Nunes, which was in that card. She was the co-main event. Female yeah. best fighter in history of UFC as a female. Holt's currently defending two belts already on multiple occasions. So typically, you, they don't see them. You don't sustain it long because it's hard to fight between two classes with yeah. weight shifts and timing and getting used to different opponents. Um, there's been four. Izzy would have. He, Izzy wanted the second belt because he wanted to have be the fifth one that has mm-hmm. done it. I think the first fighter was Conor McGregor. He had two belts. He broke the history first? in the UFC to hold two belts. He didn't hold okay. them long, but um, after that, a series of fighters then did the same thing. It became kind of like the thing to do, but it's not easy to do. It's easier to said than done. You're talking yeah. about moving in a class that's like Israel Adesanya is like a six, four fighter that fights in middleweight at 180 something pounds weighing in or 190 something pounds weighing in. So when these fighters blow up after like the weigh-ins, they're easily 20, 30 pounds heavier. So you're talking about a heavyweight, a light heavyweight that he's easily weighed in at 205, probably weighing about 230, 125 pounds and is he hard to sustain a 205 weight? So he was easily outweighed. That's what size played in a little bit. So yeah. it was interesting how that all that those technicalities were in play. That was that was actually going to be my question. What are the differences between the weight classes? If it's, is it like 20, 30 pounds, something like that? From the both classes was I think 10 pounds, 20 pounds max. Okay. I think it was like a no, I think it was like a 10 Still, pound increase at in the that level to make it and like keep that like for the listeners to understand, like that's like they're not putting on 10 pounds of body fat. Right. And they're definitely not losing. Well, maybe they are losing. Some of them could probably lose 10 pounds of body fat, but like, that's a big jump to make. You can't do that very easily. And if you have a couple fights, like one fight in this weight class on this day, and then three months from now, another fight in another weight, you got to make up that weight in that amount of time. That's fucking wild. And you have to be a certain type of body frame in order to accomplish this successfully. Yeah. Right. Cause you can't take someone like you mentioned, this person is what six, four, if they get like any taller, right? The, the, the taller that they are, the harder it is to accomplish this, I would presume, yep. right? Yep. Or maybe, I don't know. I guess it would be that it would be harder that way as opposed to being shorter. So you have to have a certain type of body frame in order to do so. And, you know, we're all typically have, you know, some type of a set, quote unquote, set body point, right? Where we're comfortable at, where we naturally exactly. sit at. For example, exactly. like if I was to f- be like a, a contender, if I was fighting in that in in the in the UFC or any type of fighting. If I wanted to have an advantage, I would have to move into a uh, a smaller weight class. Typically, I could fight like at one fifty five. It would be a ten pound, maybe a 50, uh, ten to twelve pound difference from where I am now. But the problem is, you're talking about guys that are six foot coming into a hundred and fifty five pound weight class. I'm completely overpowered by someone that's naturally just much bigger they'll fill out i would have to fight like maybe 30 pounds lighter or weigh in at a 35 30 pounds lighter that way when i do if i was to refeed and recarb up i would be bigger at that class so i would have 20 pound 30 pound advantage it would just be very aggressive to get that small for that weigh in i'd be completely like diet face i would be lighter than i was when i competed just to put that in mind, wow. I would be 10 pounds less. How much were you weighing then? 146, 147 on stage, like weigh in that morning. Yeah. So I'm thinking I would have to be 10 pounds lighter than that. And that was a pain in the ass. Obviously, in this case, it's not cosmetic. You lose it at any way, any way possible. Water primarily being your thing. Um, it's very, it also fascinates me is the, the, the problems that you do to your health, you know, always 
changing weight like that and just dropping back and forth, it's a uh, must do a lot to your body. So I would think that for the longevity of a fighter would probably to be somewhat close to that weigh in, um, year round that way they're not cutting 30 freaking pounds, but that's probably what a lot of them are doing since they're so big, like they're coming in, they're taller fighters, all that good stuff. Yeah. You know, um, I think it'd be really interesting. And I mean, I, I'm certainly not volunteering for this, but I don't know if you've seen this show, I think it's called world strong history or something like that. It's like, uh, Eddie hall and, uh, Brian Shaw, they go and do like strongman mm-hmm. tasks. Um, and they have an average man there to compare. So there's just like a camera guy that comes in and tries to pick up the thing. And he's like, Nope, can't do it. And they're like, well, thank you average man. And then they, they do the thing. It would always be interesting to me to like, see like an average man, and I would feel bad for him, but go up against one of these like top level MMA fighters. And I mean, ultimately I know we're probably just going to be watching like a guy get punched in the face one time, but it would just be interesting to see the skill gap, you know? So there like- was, there was a show like that. There was a show called pros versus Joe's and it was like every day, really? you know, dudes and it'd be a whole bunch of professional athletes. And I want to say that the whole premise was there'd be like a lineup of like, maybe like, anywhere from two to three Joes and multiple pros, like maybe five or so. And then they would select, okay, I want to pick this person to go against because, you know, like, let's just say it will be like, for instance, you know, a, um, a skier, um, strongman, and, you know, professional wrestler or whatever, just, you know, that array of athletes. And then they would have to, um, I, I want to say, go against these athletes in that given field. I want to say that that's how it was. And it was a pretty awesome show. I want to, uh, I, I think it was like on spike TV, if that's even still around or that kind okay. of like shows how fucking old I am. But um, yeah, it was a, it was a pretty good one. You, you should, you should check it out. And it's, it, it does show you that large gap where people would just get schooled and just thrown spike around t- or, or yeah, it's, it's cool. Spike TV ended in 1999. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I actually remember when it was first instituted when it first came around and then apparently it went away which is sad i guess no uh, yeah these these people are just on another level of freaking mind body discipline anything man they're just like they're not even on the same playing field it's crazy that's why i respected like both of them coming out people would have been like oh that wasn't like that much of an exciting fight but when you look at it from like understanding like i've been practicing the sparring stuff a little bit more dude it's not it's not easy like your the instinct your reflexes that this that you know the way your body you know has muscle memory for a lot of things this is people that have been doing this for freaking decades like since they were young um you try to do that right away it's you're you're like overthinking everything it's like no like someone that jumps into the gym for the first time and is learning how to balance a barbell yeah. and trying to do a bench press we can do a bench press now and the bar moves smooth you get a new client you see how shaky they are and unstable it's no different than you're trying to learn like to to use your body to to fight another person it's it's a skill man even with any sport so it's it's i appreciate it i was like i saw some of the stuff that i've been even learning from like um the people that are teaching me and working with me and teaching stuff and like you see like the basics come into play sometimes and you're like oh there there's that that uh what they would mention or um feet placement guards just crazy stuff so i I genuinely like enjoyed watching this um i gotta try to make it to one of those 
<laughs> you should, man. It's it's cool. Like one of the next big cards, I'll let you know, Gabe, so you can come chill. But no, 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 no. I meant to say the sparring. Oh, to come spar? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Come anytime, man. We have this. We have the equipment. So the pads. Yeah, next next time I head over there. Yeah, let's do it. Um, but it also reminds me of like I don't know if I said this on the previous recording or not, but it was like the the memes when you see the person eating Doritos on the couch and they're just like, I would have thrown a roundhouse at that one. I would have ended it there. Or I would have done a guillotine or done a triangle Pathetic. choke. <laughs> and while they're just eating chicken wings and just on the couch watching the fight. Um, anywho, I think that the whole weight thing, the whole process of getting to that level, uh. Trans get, translates really well to what I wanted to share with you know the listeners today. What we were talking about off air um, also was kind of inspired from our own Mr. Mike Nillis. Um, Bro, real quick, I know we're about to be on topic, but I do that with cooking shows, dude. I'm like, I'm watching these fucking people, and I'm like, that's not how you cook a souffle. What the fuck are you doing? Your sauce is breaking, <laughs> you <laughs> yes. It's so true, dude. I've never. I don't know what. I don't know how to cook a souffle at all. <laughs> but I know well enough to judge these people. That's so funny. <laughs> it's like a, it's like I would have added this much, not this much, you idiot. Yeah, it's like, that's definitely undercooked. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny. Uh, we people, we, we're so, we're. I think all of us have that in, in, instinctually, and we definitely talk more than something that we know about the situation. But hey, it's. Uh, it happens or when we're judging bodybuilders like if you're into the bodybuilding it's like ah, this guy really needs to bring up his uh Weird his left his left lat and like <laughs> like it's like what <laughs> i mean yeah they're the top level the top competitors of the world um he, yeah he crazy. got no chest huh <laughs> yeah he got no chest whatsoever. he's like yeah he has no chest let him be holy as he slabs a meat and just like it's just yeah. not as big as a top guy you know whatever but um no but on uh, uh, on the topic of our mindset episode this is a mindset episode for the listeners that don't know obviously you can see by the title um it's i think that it how it all tied in is just understanding like whatever you do is not going to happen right away, like to reach a certain level or a transformation. In this case, we're going to go bring it back into our fitness, like our expertise, which is fitness. The trend of true body transformation isn't just the physical body. Like someone signs up for a 12 week program and they get super shredded or they really just radically look different there. People also have to understand that it's, it's more than just that. Anyone can really just endure suffering for 12 weeks it's three months. It'll fly by. You just follow a meal plan, follow a structured plan. You will lose weight. You will change the way you look fundamentally. Now, when we think transformation, a true transformation is not only that, but it's your mindset. It's the understanding. It's the skills that you pick up over the course of time. Um, like I said, when I worked with Mike, he's the one of the ones that has, a, I have a very clear image just because we, and we also still interact to this day, obviously because of the podcast. So it makes me think I was looking back through some old pictures saw his transformation. The transformation could be sold as if I was to market it for, a, you know, and Mike said, I had to pay him $5. Um, uh, if I was Each to time. market that people can probably easily misinterpret that picture. And what I mean is that obviously that is Mike, that's not no Photoshop. That's not edited. That's just the, the pictures that we took. Um, he 
people can think, oh, in like a couple of weeks or a couple of months at mess, he got to the way he was, which I'll probably make a post explaining this content, Mike, just so you know. I'm not going to boost it um, because then I don't want to get sued by you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but that process was over a year to about maybe a year and a half total. Um, now, what people don't understand is that through this whole process, it was such minor adjustments, but it also Mike learned so much as a whole from a programming standpoint, from a nutritional standpoint, big time. Also how to overcome certain adversity, like, you know, it was having issues, like there was problems that presented themselves within the journey itself. And he still came out on the other side completely transformed, which then propelled him into the profession of becoming a personal trainer himself, which I'm super, I was super happy when I saw him take that leap. Um, you have to understand going into this, if you, you, you have to ask yourself, what do you want? Do you want just to lose a couple pounds and whatever? And you don't give two shits about learning anything cool. You will get there, but I guarantee you, you probably will rebound eventually because what we talk about on the show a lot is like, there has to be some behavior fundamentals changed to, to sustain that new physique, that new lifestyle. It just doesn't, you just can't do it once and then keep it forever without putting in the work. Um, and, and doing something like that can be really easy. You don't need to hire anybody. Get like a small, like a side plate. That's now your, where you, what you eat mm -hmm. and go run or go jump around and wave your hands up and down as much as you can and just be as active as possible and you'll get there. Right. So that, Absolutely. I mean, you, if, if that's your intention, if that's your goal, then you can do that really easy. You won't need to hire anybody. Just you do that. But that's yeah. not the whole, that, that shouldn't be the intention. That shouldn't be the goal. Right. Uh, yeah, no. And it, well, like we said, depends on what you want. What does the person want? Some people literally come to you and just say, I just want to lose a couple pounds. And I would want to just like, I just want to weigh this much. And it's like, fine, just go not eat, don't eat, do a, like do a tremendous amount of cardio, just go move, burn some calories, and you'll lose some weight. Now, if you're looking like you're someone that wants to fundamentally change their whole life, feel good, feel confident in their own skin, like move better, like, uh, and, and keep your hard earned results, because to get to any result, it is work. It's nothing worse than working so hard towards something and then just to get it taken away. You know, it's just like to mm -hmm. lose it when you absolutely have the power to keep it. Maybe you won't look like a cover model all the time, which is understandable. Like this is like bigger than that. You're talking about like making a transformation that once you finally get to that point, which is constantly always moving, of course, but once you get to a specific point in your life where you know you like you have that kind of aha moment. I think Mike, you probably had this at one point. You're like, you probably like look back and you're like, dude, I was I'm not I'm I'm a different person. I don't know, like I'm talking for you, but what was going on there? Yeah, I'm definitely a different person. Um fundamentally. Um I'm the same, but there's big differences in the way that I I don't know, the way I feel about myself, which then radiates out into other parts of my life. But um yeah, I mean, you know, if, to, to put it into a single phrase, I mean, it wasn't a straight line. Um, we did a lot of bouncing back and forth at times. And then, you know, I, I couldn't even pinpoint an exact time where I, you know, I changed on this day or this day is exactly when I started taking it more seriously. Um, maybe the day I gave up chicken tenders for lunch every day, that was probably the transformation day, whatever day that wound up being. But yeah, I mean, it was just kind of, you know, we started off kind of just with a generalized goal of getting into better shape and feeling better about myself. And as I got 
more into it, I realized, you know, how much I enjoyed working out. I enjoyed this way of working out. I was actually sticking to it. Um, and it was making me more conscious of how I was eating, which was also new for me. So the more I got into it, the more I enjoyed it. And the more I enjoyed it, the better I got at it because I started thinking about it. I started caring a lot more about it. I started becoming more emotionally and mentally invested in the process. Um, and it really, you know, I, I hate to say it, but it, it wound up feeling a lot easier than I previously had thought. And I know a lot of that comes from having Jonathan as a coach to guide me. And I kind of just did whatever he told me as silly, as silly as that sounds, but it made it a lot simpler to approach as opposed to, you know, doing any of these big crazy diets or anything drastic on the treadmill or anything like that. We just made small modifications to what we were doing over time. Sometimes we ate a little bit more. Sometimes we ate a little bit, little bit less. Sometimes we ate exactly the same all the while we were changing our workouts up. And I mean, it was kind of just, I lost weight just kind of doing things naturally. You know, it wasn't anything super difficult, super crazy. Um, the craziest part came towards the very end because um, I spent a good three or four months uh, working on a calorie maintenance at about four, 4,000, 4,500 calories, somewhere around there. Um, and my metabolism was so used to that by that point that when I did decide to cut, um, you know, I had so much room to wiggle. So I was losing weight at 3000 calories and then I kind of stalled. So I dropped it again and I lost weight again and I got down to, I don't know, 2000 or 1500. But even then that was, I want to say like two or three months of going into that cut. So it wasn't that drastic and it really wasn't that challenging to do either. And it's like, and it's, I would probably equate it the same as working towards any type of goal that you would have. If you, let's just say you go back to school, you want to get another degree in, in, in something, another field. If you have some type of financial goals that you're trying to get to, you know, it's not about, you know, how, how John mentioned that you, you want to sustain the progress that you've done. Imagine if you pay off like, you know, I don't know, $50,000 worth of debt. And then after you finish it, you kind of get in debt again for like 30, you know, that'll be like, well, shit, what the hell happened? You you're back to square one, you know, what the hell is that about? Or you, you, you know, you graduate with a degree and whatever, and then, oh, that's irrelevant. Now you can't do anything with it. Like, you know, that would suck. So you would want to um, go about this in a way where, after you put in all this hard work that you can still reap the benefits, you know, why would anyone want to put so much time and effort and energy into something just for that, you know, to last like what, maybe a couple of weeks, tops, two weeks, something like that. You'd want to have it um, long lasting and sustainable. And the way that you do so is by making some small applicable changes. You don't just make any kind of drastic change because the drastic change that you make at first, your, your body will just, uh, hit it, hit you with just as much drastic change in, on the back end, Mike. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's exactly like, uh, what our, our interview on Wednesday, uh, Wednesday's episode, episode 152, Martin Silva, he said, mm -hmm. you know, if you're going to climb Everest, you have to have a plan for, for climbing back down. Yeah. Not jumping down. Yeah. You don't jump down. You don't take a helicopter to the top of Everest and then figure out your way down. You got to climb up and then climb back down. It's kind of the same exact logic. He climbed a different Mount Everest. If you don't know what that guy looks like, look him up. It looks fake. He does. I hope it's it, not. It's crazy. He's shredded, but he 
made a very, very good point. And that applies to all of us, whether you're trying to reach that level of a goal or not, you know, this is something we want you to be able to sustain. Hopefully you want to be able to sustain it too. So you got to have a, a plan to keep the progress that you have made moving forward. No, absolutely. And I think that you did a fantastic job because what people don't understand is that, well, Gabe, Gabe said like, Oh, like, why would someone want to do this and then just lose their, I think it's because there's a lack, there's a, there's a disconnection from maybe their understanding of what that looks like. You know, someone, everyone like says that they want a healthy body. Cause I don't think anyone says like, I want an unhealthy body. I want to look like such like, Everyone desires to be better, improve themselves in some way, shape, or form. No one truly doesn't, does not care about themselves. It's to a certain degree. It's also understanding what that's going to entail and being okay with it, taking a while and being and and and, and understanding that's going to be a journey that you're going to go through peaks and valleys. Um, p- people are sold with the you know uh, fitness as a whole, like being super straightforward, like it's. You see the two pictures of a transformation. They think that it was a straight shot to get there. What people don't understand with your picture, Mike, is that you went through a series of maintenance with some cuts where you got to a point, the first initial cut, um, it was impressive at the time, but then you obviously you compare it. It's a different transformation. We scaled you back out of a cut. We purposely went through a maintenance slash bulk where we got your calories very high. You're eating a lot, gave, gave you gained some size. And then we went back on a cut again strategically. So that it, it, it's not just about, oh, you just cut your calories and get shredded and, and magically you're just going to have the body that you want. We literally went through building phases. We went through maintenance phases. We went through just correct correctional exercise phases because um, sometimes you're going through it and something happens. You tweak your knee, you hurt your back. In this case, you hurt your neck. So yep. there was like, a there was some setbacks there, which felt like shit. I'm going to lose everything I work towards, but we stuck to the process. We pivoted and we made, there's always a plan, but the plan will have to adjust according to what's happening. Like Mike Tyson used to say, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. And that's, it's literally, you can have the most well thought out diet, the most well thought out program that ever was to exist. Then something happens in my case with this little eight week cut that I'm doing. My first week was shit overall. Like it's okay though. Like I know that I'm I did something in this case back then, Mike, you had a, a nerve thing that on your neck that was bothering you. And yeah, you yeah, absolutely. And you saying that, that I, I know the exact day that I started taking it more seriously. It was when that happened um, because I, I remember it very specifically, specifically, I was doing front squats with 185 and then out of nowhere, it felt like somebody hit me in the back of the head with a baseball bat and it changed like everything about going to them for me for quite a while and i was no longer able to do so many of my favorite exercises i had to be gentle with the weights which is not how i like working out Mm -hmm. so that was the point where i started taking things more seriously because i found through losing it that was where a lot of my passion was and without that i felt passionless so to circle back it wasn't the chicken tenders it was the pinched nerve in my neck that made me step my game up basically why not both? Yeah, it could be. I mean, those no, chicken I, tenders are good, though. I mean, just saying. Public. <laughs> oh yeah. The, yeah, the chicken tender sub from them is actually really. Yes. Slamming. Yes, <laughs> but but for the listeners following this, I mean, it's your true transformation lies when you just 
commit to the process and you stop putting um, necessarily just an end date. Obviously, pictures and, and dates mark certain points in our lives where we remember like during this time in our life, we were going through this. Um, but Mike, like, for example, just circling back and reminiscing, he's able to remember now more clearly maybe some points that you weren't coming. It wasn't coming to mind right away. Um, these are things that you're going to, everything that you're going through, the good and the bad of any process, but in this case, fitness, you're going to look back and appreciate uh, every rough patch, every, every victory um, for what it is, because there's lessons in every part. Um, like I talked about with the fighter and he said that, you know, life is about losing, you lose in it's not about the person with the perfect record. It's not about having this, like this perfect journey. It's about having these peaks and valleys that make it, you know, makes that transformation. Like I think more solidified. I think if everything was given to us easy and everything was smooth, I don't think we would appreciate it. If we were just given the body the next day, like maybe, yeah, in that moment, you'd be like, Oh my God, I look completely different. I looked at the way I want. I'm super happy, but it's like, the analogy of Mount Everest, Mike, if you were to fly onto Mount Everest and be dropped off there, being on top of Mount Everest might be exciting and cool because, dude, I'm on the top of this, this high-ass mountain, but it's not going to be appreciated as much as the person that maybe just got there a couple minutes later, but he was climbing it himself, and he finally got to the top of that mountain. He's like, I work for this. I'm here. And um, I think that's a, a good way to really pr uh, look at your health and fitness journey. It's not about just fast results, surgery, um, whatever, like the, the easy pill to get there. It's about the struggles, it's about the learning part. It's about the pains, about the, the disappointments or the shit that you try that didn't work. That's what is going to be, um, you're going to really savor that, that, that end point. And an example of this is just like, even take like a lot of winners, right? You know, they win all this money and then what happens? They, most of them, they ended up losing it because they're not used to to um, having that much, you know, cash available. They don't know the risk, you know, what to do with it. And they're just like, oh, let me just do everything. And then they kind of go back to square one. So it's about just appreciating, you know, having the process of, of working towards it. I bet you someone that works towards having, you know, uh, how, about, how about this? Uh, sorry, so just switching, switching topics because something just came into my mind right now. Have you ever worked on something and it comes out maybe not so great, but you did it yourself. So you're like, that shit looks amazing. Right. As yeah. opposed to just, if you know, you hire someone or, you know, it's done for you, then you're just like, Oh, look at that. There's this blemish over here. What the hell's up with this? Who did this shoddy ass work? <laughs> A million times better than, than, than what you can do. Right. So an example for me, you know, I ended up on, on my car, I ended up wrapping, you know, some, uh, some parts of it. Uh, I did a Chrome delete on it. And you can still see a little bit of the chrome on some of them. Maybe it's not the best, but to me, it looks amazing. You can't tell me nothing. Why? Because I was there and it was a pain in the fucking ass to do it. So I think it looks awesome. So why? Because I did it myself. If someone else were to do it for me, then I'd be like, oh, man, I got to go back to them. This looks like, you know, I can't, I can't put up with this. This is terrible. So that's just an example of how if you do the work, you appreciate it a whole lot more. And it's just, you know, you, you just, it's just, you just appreciate it more. The, you appreciate the end result a hell of a lot more if you put in all the work for it. Yeah. That's, that's too funny. Um, I do the same thing. It's, it's funny you saying that I do the same thing. And then the, the same example that we gave earlier about, you know, yelling at the person about the souffle on, on food network. It's, it's the same concept. It's just slightly modified, <laughs> but um, you know, I may, I may end up trying to make a souffle and it'll taste like shit to, you know, 
Ann Burrell or whoever, whoever's fancy chef there, they're going to eat it. But to me, it's the best souffle ever. Cause I made it, but um, just to kind of also frame this in a different way as well. You know, I'm, I did go through this really fantastic transformation and uh, get these really amazing results, but like my fitness journey didn't really end there. I'm still, you know, on the same journey. It's still under the same, um, well, not under the same, it's still at risk of, you know, injuries and stuff like that. I had the car accident in August. I found the, you know, the two bulging discs in my lower back, the two in my neck, like there's still setbacks coming up all along the way. And I'm still having to navigate those. So, you know, my, um, my transformation results are no longer with me, but the transformation, um, in my mindset, my personality, my, my confidence level is still there. And more importantly, I know exactly what to do. Once I'm feeling hundred percent, I can just flip the switch and just go right back into it and, um, you know, get back on the, the wagon. But, you know, it's not to say that, you know, it's, it was all for nothing. I'm super happy with the experience and the journey and it's gotten me to, arguably the best time in my life. And I fully believe that the, you know, going through all that kind of led me up to this point, but um, you know, even, even afterwards, even if something like that does happen where you have an accident or something comes up or COVID shuts down the gyms or whatever, like it doesn't mean it's over. It's just, maybe it's on the back burner for a little bit, or, you know, it's just something you got to wait a little bit longer to get back towards doing, but it's, it's kind of up to you to, to, to make sure that it does come back and that it is something that you pick back. Uh, when the time is right. No, I think that it's, um, once you solidify that internal decision, we talked about in other episodes, like you have to decide to want this, like this, you, you can't be forced. You can't be bullied. It can only take you so far, but once you decide, I, I don't know if I mentioned that on one of the last episodes, I'm thinking maybe that was just my story, but, um, <laughs> it's just, but when it comes to full blown transformation, it's your choice. No one can, no one can bribe you. Like no one can literally make you do anything once you make that decision i think that's when the transformation starts to solidify itself because it's something you want better you are now becoming this new person when you stop looking at it with an end date and you just know that it's just going to be a journey of life it's it's amazing because you know that there's going to come some times where you can literally dial it all in and be super on point and, and make a physical transformation but the internal part and the internal mindset piece can continue to grow throughout this whole journey, like every, you're going to go through different patches, different uh, seasons with your fitness, but there's always an evolving, you're still transforming all through these years, which is awesome. Like I'm not the same kid that I walked into the gym at 18, 19 years old and signed up for my first membership where I was driven by something else, which led me to kind of change. But now I look back and I'm like, I'm glad I went through all those dumb mistakes that I did at a young age. Cause it now made me the trainer, the person that I am today. Um, I fundamentally am a different human being and that's in itself a transformation. Maybe I don't, I didn't pack on a hundred pounds of muscle, so I'm not physically that much bigger, but internally I feel a hundred pounds bigger, <laughs> but in the right way, like in the sense of, you know, confidence, uh, the way I look at life. Um, I think that we can on this podcast, we can say the same. And if you're listening to this podcast, it's because you obviously have a desire to be better. So that speaks volumes to everyone to, because it's a statistics show that someone that looks, listens to podcasts is obviously a growth minded individual. So especially this one, 
especially yeah. this one, right? <laughs> it's the best that's, one for it. <laughs> that's going to be the meme for today. Um, there you go. Um, but yeah, um, not to ramble on. I think my last point for me anyways is um, the transformation, embrace it. It's going to take time. Prepare yourself for not just one straight shot to get the physique of your dreams. If that's something that's motivating you right now. Um, in this case, I'm using Mike an example. Remember that embrace embrace maintenance phases, embrace bulks and strategic bulks. I feel like a lot of people will do the, uh, I'm going to bulk bro. And then like, it's just a sloppy diet with no change, no, no strategy. Um, what contributed to Mike's success at the end of the day was the fact that we, we, we were, we had a plan this whole time and it was like about two years, a little bit over two years total journey, but a hard year, year and a half of constant monitoring, uh, for his physique. Cause he had that goal. That was his priority at that time in his life. And it was all, if you have a plan and you have some type of boundaries and some targets that you're aiming for, you're going to save the time of doing it. And you're going to make every effort every day count towards something bigger. So yeah. I think that's kind of like my ending point for me boys you guys i don't know what else you guys have for us yeah i'm gonna piggyback on what you just said because i feel that's a very important uh note for the listeners anybody considering doing this because you said the word priorities and at that time in my life fitness was number one uh second maybe okay maybe it was number one number two depending on time of day but like my biggest priorities were fitness and my kill to death ratio on whatever video game I was playing. So like <laughs> for a period of that time, I was living with my parents uh, at the other time I was living with roommates in a very cheap apartment. Like I didn't have kids. I didn't have a stressful job. There was not, there was nothing else really going on in my life at that time. Not to say that I was, you know, a super sad human being, even though I kind of was, but that, that being said, like fitness was very high on my priority list at all times. So keep that in mind if you're going to decide to do something like this, if you have your own business and you have kids and you have a wife and you have all these responsibilities, it doesn't mean that it can't happen. It may just be a little bit more challenging and it may be a little bit more of a patience thing for you as well. Yeah, I would probably say to adjust your expectations under those kind of circumstances, right? So like, let's just say for, you know, you, Mike, right now, if you would want to, you, you can still get back to that, that uh, where you were before, or not to say, you know, it's, it's hard to say, well, I want to get back into the best shape of my life. Well, it's, you're going to be, it's always going to be different, right? It's not going to be that yeah. exact same thing. But if you want to do some type of a quote unquote transformation, you can for sure still get there, even though you have all these things kind of going on through, through your, in your life, but you'll just have to um, adjust your expectations be a little bit more patient, kind of like how you said, maybe um, have to, you know, you can follow the same exact plan or, you know, either nutrition or training as you did before having to adjust those uh, accordingly, because while uh, fitness and health is always uh, high on your list, it is not the top uh, priority for you right now, even if you would want to get into this uh, to do some kind of transformation. So it's just, um, you, you, you know, it can happen. Don't think like, oh, makes no sense. Let me just not even bother. Let me just yeah. throw in the towel. No, you can kind of keep on going. You can start uh, just uh, adjust your expectations. Yeah. I would honestly say the best thing that came out of that was having done it, the uh, like hitting, hitting that benchmark of, you know, getting that low body fat, getting the pictures. That was really, really cool. But if I were to do it again, I have almost no desire to get that low on body fat again, just cause it's 
I, I just asked myself why, like why, you know, sub 10%, sure. But down to like five, it, I, I see no value in it at this point. So it, it also was interesting because it's a, it's a shift in perspective for me where before I thought this was this amazing thing. And I'd be super happy and, mm-hmm. you know, all these likes on Instagram and all that stuff. I didn't even like putting those pictures up on Instagram because I felt like a douchebag, but it was just kind of like, it was so interesting because it was such a perspective change for me too. It was cool to have done, but now I also know a little bit more about myself that, you know, that's, that's not necessarily where my happiness comes from. You know, I'd like to get maybe some of those uh, numbers back that I was pushing, but that was about it. Um, I do, if we're done here, I have a, I have an ethical question for you guys. Not a dad joke. This is serious. Um, how would you guys feel about bribing your clients into achieving their goals? With, how does, uh, how like does that sound? Like, so, uh, like I'll, those I'll, yeah, with results. Yeah. So I'll give you an example. So I have a client, um, say he's fake, a made up client. My client loves, uh, Legos. I'm going to, I'm going to tell my client, you want to lose this many pounds. Okay. If you lose that many pounds in this amount of time, I will buy you a Lego death star. That sounds pretty awesome. That does sound pretty awesome. Ethically though. Like, is that like, no, is that wrong? No, no. So no. bribery and in, in personal personal training is okay. Is basically that's, that's what totally you're saying. Fine. You can tell well, them, hey, you it, know what? Because every every trainer has a style. Maybe you might uh, make it fun and unique. Like you know, not every client's gonna want Legos, but you make something that's personal to him, and he's like, you know, dude, like I want to give you something you know that all the other good stuff he's going to be getting that from at the end of the day, the Legos aren't going to matter that much because he's going to be so much more happy with that, but it's a plus. Hey, like I still love Legos. I got a fucking cool set of Legos. I'm going to, you know, that's going to be, I don't think it's bad. Now, if you're doing it in a, in a weird way where you're like, I don't know, like (laughs) how would you do like, I mean, you'd be like hustling him money. Like uh, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you all this money, man. Like, um, and then you, I don't know, I guess in some way, someone can look for a way to do it very shady and weird, but yeah, you know what, you know, what's a good way to do it too. If you have someone with like, let's just say with uh, back pain, you'd be like, how would you like to get rid of that? I can do that for you. <laughs> but I'm going to need you to do this first though. Yeah. Right. There's your prize. You're welcome. You uh, I was just watching um, my brother, like put on the TV and he was hanging out yesterday in the living room and he put on, um, I caught his bitch, uh, <laughs> bits and pieces of snow white and the huntsman um haven't seen that movie i only watched that i think I one time it. around um it's a good movie it's a i forgot how good it's made um it has um chris hemsworth as the huntsman and he the he gets on this he goes and starts hunting snow white and at one point in the movie he got bribed into it like how you know his wife died in the movie so the the, the witch was like or the bad ruler, whatever her, what she's considered. But he's like, she's like, I'll bring back your uh, beloved wife. If you give, you do this for me. And that's a form of bribery, very fucked up because she knew she couldn't deliver. So that's what I think it would be bad. If it was unethical, if you can't deliver on your promise. Okay. But in this case, you can get a Malego set. And I think that's totally fair. Yeah. Maybe I'll start advertising that if you've reached your goals, I'll give you a Lego death star. (laughs) <laughs> just know. like all your your 80 year old client give you a Lego Death Star <laughs> you get a Lego Death Star yeah everybody gets Mrs. One. Smith here you go like this is like a thousand I don't know how many pieces of this, <laughs> this yeah, together. yeah. I'm gonna give you more work on top of your already <laughs> the work that it's, you've done 
it's like a five hundred dollar piece, I think. I, I know yeah, that's it's, like it's, not yeah, one of the cheap ones. Yeah, yes. yeah. That's expensive. No, my buddy's been one of one of my good friends. He's been building the the Batmobiles and like the the bat like the what is it the one that flies his his flying one the um, Batwing the Batwing. Um, he's been doing he's been building those and those come out sick, man. I didn't know how yeah. like cool they are, but that's takes you a know, lot of patience. I always wondered why why not just call the flying one the bat. Because they already fly. The bat. I mean, I know it doesn't bat, have like, the same ring, but just no, just the bat. Just getting the bat. I don't know. I know it sounds lame, but <laughs> I guess we can wrap bit. it up now here, boys. I think we did a pretty yeah. fire episode. I, I like this one. I I was thinking about that the other day. And then so happened this weekend. Saw some athletes talk about some stuff post interview. I'm like, you know what? This might this this is perfect mindset episode content. What you got, Mike? Um, so yeah, we have a, uh, we started a new trend at the house. Um, instead, I'm sure most people have heard of like a swear jar. Um, we're doing a negativity jar. So every time we have a pessimistic thought, we put a dollar in it. Um, so far it's half empty. (laughs) (laughs) What do you call someone who can't stop watching films with strong female leads? A heroin addict. Oh, oh my god. Wow. Wow, I like that. <laughs> well, let's wrap it up here. Listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. Till next time. Hey guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to go to leave us a five star rating and review. That simply helps us get out in front of more people, as well as follow us on Facebook at the Next Level Show Private forum check us out on instagram as well at the next level show my personal page is at john alva fitness gabe is at prime and glory and mike is at mike nellis pt